Oh, hello there. It's a uh, freshly shorn Tim Leeson here. Um, just about to finish one job and start another. So I figured I'd, you know, fresh start, mix it up on the old facial hair front. So I've shaved my beard, or well, I've restructured my beard. Um, so anyway, last time I did one of these vlogs, um, I asked whether it was entertaining, useful, worth doing. Uh, and two people, Simon and Anne, uh, commented on social media and said that they liked it and I should do more. Um, now, admittedly, two people is not a huge sample size. It's probably not representative, but I had zero people tell me that they hated it and I should be ashamed. So within that small sample size, I've got a 100% hit rate. Um, so here I am again doing a vlog. Um, also, my friend Lenny, who is my uh, social media advisor, he suggested that I make these available for people to listen to on their podcasting apps as well as on YouTube. I'm going to sit on this swing. Um, so I'm going to do that after I've finished filming this. I'm going to upload it uh, to YouTube and to podcasting apps, which means that I can't really call it a vlog anymore. So instead, I'm going to call it a God or whatever short. No, I'm not going to call it that. YouTube already has shorts, um, which suck, by the way, in my opinion. Um, I'm going to call it a God or whatever mini. So welcome to the second ever God or whatever mini, uh, the first to be available on your audio podcasting apps. The swing is low to the ground and it's hurting my knees. Um, so a couple of things I want to talk about, get your thoughts on. One is a mystery that I don't know the answer to, which is, why is it that some avocados never ripen? I've had two avocados in my fridge for three weeks. That's a ripen at home on the packaging, and they are still rock hard. And I'm convinced that if I kept them in my fridge until the end of time, they would remain rock hard. I don't know how it happens. I don't know how it is that there's a certain breed of avocado which is exempt from the laws of entropy and it makes me angry uh, because I want to eat them and I want them to be soft and nice, not hard and unpleasant. So if you have any avocado ripening tips, I would gratefully receive them. You can leave them in the comments or contact me on social media. That's the most important thing. The less important thing that I want to talk about is, um, there's a whole kind of, I'm getting off the swing, um, a whole kind of school of thought, which has picked up some traction over social media, over Instagram, TikTok, uh, called manifestation. Um, which is the kind of thing that you would find in the mind-body-spirit section at your local bookshop. Um, which, look, if I ran Waterstones, a bookshop in the UK, I would relabel that section the mostly bullshit section. Um, and 
it, doing, doing a thing about spirituality, like a podcast like this, and being about to start work in a kind of field that's connected to spirituality and religion, makes it, in my mind, really, really important to call out spiritual bullshit. Because so much of spirituality is bullshit. Um, and occasionally, dangerous bullshit. Um, there's a kind of, I guess, within the spiritual world, a way of thinking which is divorced from scientific, reasonable, rational thought. Um, and basically believes in magic uh, which at one level is kind of harmless but still silly and on, other, on another level really fucks stuff up for people um, and I guess I just wanted to do a little vlog I mean forgive me a little what did I call it God or whatever mini um, to talk about it because I don't want to be associated with the kind of spirituality which hurts people um, or even the kind of spirituality which is just dumb. So I try to be positive and inclusive and open-minded on this podcast and if you've listened to previous episodes you'll know um, and agree, I hope, that I get people with lots of different points of view, belief systems, that kind of stuff, and occasionally people who I don't agree with uh, or have a kind of spiritual outlook that I find it hard to relate to, but uh, see value in and want to be educated in and learn about. Um, and that's a good and a helpful thing. But there are certain... Uh, views, philosophies, spiritualities, and that kind of thing, uh, which I actually don't want to be open to, um, which, like I say, are not just a-scientific, but anti-scientific, and that hurt people. And I wouldn't want those viewpoints to be entertained on my podcast as an equal option amongst lots of options. I, because I don't think that they are. So, look, the big religions, Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, Judaism, all of those guys, atheism, humanism in there as well, uh, the kind of mindfulness, uh, meditation, kind of not quite religion, but kind of spirituality, well-being focused kind of schools of thoughts, which... All of them are nuanced and complicated things and have beauty and wisdom and truth within them and uh, violence and unhelpful things in them. And I am up for talking to anybody from those viewpoints um, as long as they're open uh, about the good and the bad of, the, of, of their philosophies, just like I try to be with mine. Um, but the 
positive thinking, manifestation stuff. I, I'm trying to phrase this sensitively because there'll potentially be people who listen to this who are into that and th those are people who I potentially like and value and want to be friends with. But that belief system I think is harmful and not helpful. So like I said, I'm trying to phrase it sensitively and compassionately while also being really clear about where I stand. So let me give you as an example um, next weekend I am going camping which is not something that I often do um, and I'm going camping with people who I like very much but don't know very well so I have well let's say when when the voice of anxiety isn't present when I'm clear-headed and not feeling anxious I can't wait. I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to have a barbecue. It's going to be fun. We're in a beautiful part of the country. It's going to be amazing. But when the voice of anxiety becomes present, um, which happens often, uh, then it becomes a scary proposition. And a thing that people say to anxious people is, what's the worst that can happen? And I'm here to tell you that's not as helpful a question as you think it is because I've thought about it. I know what the worst that can happen is and it's bad. It's really bad. It's a catastrophe um, and that's true of most situations. When you say what's the worst that can happen, what I want to say is are you ready? I mean you might want to sit down because <laughs> I've got a list. So with a camping trip What's the worst that can happen? You know, um, the, the, the anxious voice is telling me all of the ways in which I'm gonna potentially embarrass myself. You know, I'm gonna, whatever, shit myself in the night or wake up with a boner. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. Like that kind of stuff. Um, which is kind of tr silly, trivial stuff that I don't actually think is gonna happen. Um, but then there's also more serious stuff, you know, more scary stuff that the voice of anxiety tells me, which is, I will lie awake at night panicking and not be able to sleep and I will end up having a nervous breakdown and embarrassing myself in front of these people who I don't know all that well, um, that kind of thing. I'm conscious there might be people listening to this now thinking, is Tim okay? That doesn't sound like a healthy level of anxiety uh, and it's not a healthy level of anxiety and, but I think I am okay. Uh, I'm getting help for it and generally I can manage it but I want to be real with you about how scary anxiety makes the world it makes it it, 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 it makes you feel like you're like a toddler lost in Grand Central Station you know like it makes you feel very overwhelmed and like everything is scary now the positive thinking manifestation guys they would say that the answer to that is to reframe your thinking so that you only think about positive stuff and you will a good weekend into existence. That you essentially call upon the universe, the divine God, whatever you want to call it, and through a sheer act of will, uh, you create a, 
a, a, a positive experience, a positive life, a better experience. Um, which is, I mean, demonstrably untrue, for one thing. Uh, I mean, putting aside my silly worries about the weekend ahead, let's talk about people who are trapped in the sex trade, people whose children are born with AIDS, people who have lost their families to COVID this year. Um, no amount of positive mental thinking is going to fix those things. Uh, no amount of manifestation calling upon the universe is going to make those things right. And to those people, I would say that that's not just a silly thing to suggest and a demonstrably untrue one, it's also an offensive thing to suggest. Because it kind of suggests that if they just worked a little bit harder or, you know, did a bit more work on their manifestation, willed this new existence into reality a little bit harder, a little bit more fervently, then their situation would change. Uh, which is obviously victim blaming. That's the reality of what it is. You know, in Christianity, in my religion, we have a thing called the prosperity gospel, which is the most awful, toxic, evil philosophy um, and really damaging, which says that uh, God blesses those who he loves. Um, sorry about the gendered use of God there. Uh, that's something that I'm working on. Um, God blesses those who God loves. Um, and as a result, the people who God loves will be financially rewarded, will get, you know, their mortgages paid off, their, their you know, nice car, nice suit, uh, whatever it is. And uh, particularly in Africa, this, this, this school of thought has kind of taken hold and it's so harmful not just because it runs completely counter to the actual message of the gospel which is about embracing poverty and simplicity over financial reward um i oversimplified that slightly and i haven't got time to go into why i oversimplified it i don't want to say poverty is a good thing let me be completely clear poverty is awful and we shouldn't glamorize that either but the trajectory of the Gospels is one that moves towards poverty and community, um, towards where people are suffering, rather than away from them. And the prosperity gospel, the whole idea is it lifts you out of suffering so you can rise above it, uh, which is not, in my opinion, what Jesus was about. And more importantly, okay, forget the religious stuff, forget whatever you believe about Christianity or whatever. It's harmful because, again, it victim blames. It says, if you're poor, if you are living, you know, when I, when I went to Nairobi a few years ago, met people living in corrugated tin houses with their six children, uh, some of whom had been born with AIDS, um, that's not me dramatizing. That's, that's the experience of a person who I spoke to for a while while I was out there. To that person, the prosperity gospel, the subtext of it is, should have had more faith, should have worked a little bit harder, should have prayed a little bit harder, 
If you pray harder, if you have more faith, then God will get you out of this situation. It's obviously untrue. It's silly and it's evil. It hurts people because it adds a layer of guilt and shame to people's already dire circumstances. And the same is true in the same way with this kind of non-religious but pseudo-spiritual kind of mentality that's tied up in the language of positive thinking, manifestation, etc. It's saying, if you just worked a little bit harder, if you just, if you, whatever, thought more positively, worked harder on willing your reality into existence, then you wouldn't be in the shitty position that you are now. And that's a horrible, wicked thing to say to somebody. Um, so, I think I'm clear where I stand on that. Uh, and again, look, if you're into that, and if you're into the prosperity gospel or whatever, I don't want you to think that I hate you because I don't. But I do think you're hurting yourself with that worldview. And there are better, healthier worldviews that can actually help you work towards your goals. Um, before I wrap up, uh, let me give one example. Um, so what have I done for this camping trip? And can I just be absolutely clear? The camping trip is a trivial thing compared to some of the really heavy stuff that I've mentioned in this podcast. I'm not trying to equate those things, but I am trying to make it personal to me. Um, so with a camping trip, I have uh, done a whoop. Uh, don't mishear me. I said I'd done a whoop. A whoop is an acronym, uh, and it's a really cool evidence-based way of thinking about problems and goals and working your way through them, the problems, towards the goals. So WHOOP stands for Wish, Outcome, Obstacle, Plan. Um, so to do a whoop, and you can Google this, look it up. If you Google whoop, I think it's a top result. Um, there's four steps in it. You set some time aside. You reflect on what your wish is. So in my case, my wish is to have a fun weekend with friends without being hugely troubled by anxiety. And you think about the outcome. Why do you want that wish? What good will come? of you getting that wish. Well, okay, in my case, it will help me to feel connected. It will help me to feel confident. um, It will help me to have a more positive outlook on life if I have a nice weekend next weekend. Then you think about the obstacles to your wish. Importantly, the obstacles within yourself because I can't control the obstacles outside of myself. There's nothing I can do about those. Again, that's important when you think about the prosperity gospel manifestation, all of that stuff. I, I can't stop it from raining. I can't stop a tornado from hitting the campsite any more than we can stop heavier shit that I don't want to trivialize. So what are the obstacles within myself? Okay, well, one of them might be I struggle to get to sleep because I have feelings of panic swilling around my head and not being able to sleep exacerbates those feelings and they snowball and I have a really difficult night. Um, Which again, on the surface, 
it doesn't really matter. You have a sleepless night, who cares? But in my anxious brain, that's like, I'll have a nervous breakdown in front of my friends. So, okay, that's a realistic obstacle within myself. That's something that could happen. And then you make a plan. Okay, how am I going to meet that obstacle? How am I going to address it? Um, so in my case, I'll pack some headphones. I'll download some podcasts. I'll download a couple of little meditations on my meditation app. Um, and I'll have a little toolkit with me that'll help me to get out of my head, calm down, relax, breathe, and enjoy the camping trip, basically. So it runs counter to the positive thinking kind of school of thought because it's not saying visualize the best outcome. It's saying, okay, well, visualize the worst outcome, visualize the obstacle, and then plan, and then plan accordingly. So that's a cool thing, and uh, it's useful. And I recommend you Google it, whether or not you have anxiety, but if you have goals that you're working towards, that's a useful thing. Um, but to wrap it up, the reason why it's useful is because it's rooted in reality, in evidence, in data. And so much of that mind-body-spirit section, the MBS section, the mostly bullshit section of, the, of, of, of your local bookshop is not rooted in reality or in evidence, but in wishful thinking. And spirituality, in my mind, at its best, like I said in my last vlog, is not about transcending our problems to escape to a spiritual, ethereal plane. Um, spirituality is about grounding us. It's about connecting with reality. Um, it's about truth and finding meaning in the lived experience, in the soil, in the grit, in, in the suffering. Um, so, spiritual worldviews which seem to offer you a magic remedy to get you out of the problems of real life I'd be really cautious about and I don't think I would have entertained those views on this podcast as equal views maybe I mean I might eat my words maybe at some point in the future that'll change but any spirituality, religion, philosophy, which is about moving beyond fear into the dark places of life and finding comfort and meaning in those places uh, and is rooted in reality and doesn't run counter to science and data and evidence. That I'm up for. Um, so, that got serious. And now I don't know how to wrap it up. So, um, I guess I'll just wrap it up. Thanks for watching and listening. And feel free to join the conversation. Feel free to tell me that I'm wrong, by the way. If you disagree, maybe I'll invite you on the show. I probably won't. I probably won't do that. Um, but genuinely, I, you know, this whole project... The God or Whatever Project is about opening a conversation up, not shutting it down. So um, talk to me and let me know what you think uh, in the comments or on, you know, reach out to me on Instagram or whatever it is. Uh, cool. Okay, I'm going to go. It's lunchtime. I'm hungry. Um, and I'm seeing some friends at the pub in a short moment. 
Uh, cool. Thanks for watching. Bye.